What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the WWE NXT TakeOver London post-show edition of Smack Talk, presented by SmartOutMoment.com, coming to you live from Mixler. Mixler? How are we we pronouncing this? Mixler. Mixler? Uh, I like Mixler a little bit better. (laughs) Mixler. Mixler. Alright, well, that's what we're doing this live and changing it up from the normal kind of stuff on Mega Powers Radio, but... Uh, if this ends up working out, then we're going to continue to do this here and there. I'm you know, sorry to show out what's best, what's worst, whatever the case may be. But let's start getting into the pay-per-view stuff itself. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode is Mike Payton. That's Mike the Ripper. Uh, Mike the Ripper Payton? Yes. And Sean Walker? Baron Corbin! Sean Baron Corbin Walker? <laughs> And we got some good folks hanging out in the chat right now. I can see Crichton's in there. I can see Caleb's in there. I can see Ben is in there. What's going on, everybody? Um, let's just dive right into this. Uh, started this pay-per-view off with Triple H in the ring. And uh, he, of course, addressed the idea that he got his ass kicked the other day. And uh, turned the crowd immediately around. Instead of them chanting for, you know, like, you got your ass kicked and a lot of the kind of stuff... He gets them the chant, scream with me, we are NXT. How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, Triple H has these unique things he does for these beginnings. I remember when I was there for Brooklyn, he actually took a long time trying to explain what he wanted people to do in the audience. And finally, somewhat got him to do it. This was a lot easier. (laughs) He didn't really need the control to calm themselves too much. It was fun. What did you think about that, Sean? London crowd is always good. I thought Triple H being injured was a surprise seeing him in the middle of the ring, considering the last time I heard he was in the hospital. Goddamn, that recovery time. I need to get that on that medication that he's on. What, naproxen? Yeah. (laughs) So, before we start talking about the first match, too, there's two things that I noticed pretty early on when they were introducing uh, the first... uh, competitors here and it kind of carried on throughout the whole night as just something with the atmosphere that was a little bit odd for me uh one thing was the lighting and i don't want to sound like jr here but it was really it was really dark i liked it i thought it was a unique atmosphere again i was at brooklyn so i didn't get to see how that looked on tv is this what brooklyn looked like sort of I mean, NXT's kind of got that, like, indie vibe going, so that's kind of cool. But at the same time, I sort of... They had 10,000 people here, and I couldn't tell. And I think all that that was there? It looked like it was more. That place was huge. Oh, see, really? That's a different translation, then. You thought that it looked huge, and uh, I thought that it looked really small from the lights being down. I'm with Peyton. I thought it looked fucking massive. Yeah, when they had the lights on at the beginning, and they were doing the opening sweeping shot, the place looked enormous. And I think the mystery of having it in the dark helped out a little bit. You know, you only got glimpses of what was really there. And when it, you only had that little bit of lit area, but the sound that you got from that massive wave of people, well, all that's... the screams they did in sync, like, it, I don't know, it sounded like there was a, a whole gang of, like, I don't know, an army. See, <laughs> that's the, army. the difference to me, because I didn't think it looked like there were a lot of people there, but you could totally tell that there were because of how raucous the crowd was. I mean, that's a recurring theme throughout the night is that the crowd was super fun. They were having lots of fun doing the most random-ass chants and stuff like that. A little bit 
weird because, I mean, we were having some trouble trying to distinguish what they were chanting at different points. And, of course, since there's a little bit of a cultural barrier, if they were chanting something that was very, like, UK kind of thing, totally over my head. I don't get the whole who are you thing. It's just, like, blah. Everybody loves that from the UK, it seems. So when they start chanting that kind of stuff, eh, it's not the same. But we got some really good chants. And uh, we'll pinpoint some here and there and stuff like that. But what did you guys think about the crowd overall? Was that a detractor or was that something that made it that much uh, cooler? Oh, no, it's a fantastic part of the show. UK fans tend to be very unique, and as do NXT crowds. And this is the first we really got a combination of those. And I think they lived up to exactly what we would have expected them to be. Rowdy, unique, coming up with a lot of fresh chants, funny chants that made us laugh often really filling in the the rest holes and the quiet spots of the matches and making this whole show pretty much be nonstop entertainment. Now, Sean, since obviously you are much, much more familiar with the, the football chants and the darts, the chants that you apparently said that they kept doing throughout the night, is this just making you feel like at home? Oh, yeah, man. It made me feel really at home. It's been what a, what a crowd. This is the sort of crowd that I really enjoy and I enjoy being a part of. And the reason why the lights were so dark is because people from the UK are fucking ugly. <laughs> well, they're not doing, like, close-up shots of everybody's dental work or anything like that, like, the stereotype. But Funny generally, I, th- crowd, I, thought, I'm sure. I thought the crowd was amazing. This is another reason why I always go to the darts every year, is because I want to be a part of that sort of crowd. The darts... Every time I'm imagining you saying D-O-T-S, the dots. So the first match of the night was Asuka versus Emma. And the very first thing that I noticed, and Peyton, you uh, mentioned it in our Mega Maniacs chat before I got a chance to type it out, was, God damn, how good did Emma look? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if she got a different cut on her outfit. Uh, the cop sunglasses even looked pretty damn good on her. Those mm-hmm. gloves, I've never seen gloves that look like that, but I like them on her. She's got it going on right now. And you mentioned the other night that you're not feeling her right now, uh, other than looks-wise, obviously looks-wise. But as a character, I think she's nailing it. I think she's at a career high right now. And, yeah, she lost tonight, but she should have. And it's not like it was a squash match, as you thought it would be. This was a very competitive match. Emma held her own. I I really dug this as an opening match. I think these ladies brought it and got an excellent kickoff to this. Well, I don't want to gloss over the two obvious jokes of uh, nailing it and uh, feeling it. So I just want to address those real quick. But yeah, I did think that this was going to be a squash match, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that it wasn't. I thought this was actually probably my favorite match of the entire night. And these two just did a damn good job. I mean, that misdirect from the referee was super fun. The crowd got really into that because it was just like, oh my god, this is how the match is going to end. Oh, fuck, it's not. (laughs) I love that type of crap. So I love this, top to bottom. Uh, Emma did a great job in it, so it wasn't just like an Asuka thing. Asuka, she did some different things we haven't seen her do before, so that's showing that she's not just kicks. Like, a lot of people are kind of attributing to Hideo Itami's problems from not translating as well from one style to another. She seems to be doing perfectly damn fine, and I'm I'm, uh, on the Asuka train a little bit more now. I mean, not that I wasn't before, but she's winning me over even more every single match. She's doing these facial things now, and it's not like facial reactions. She's just doing silly faces, and they're just, they're lovable. She's adorable, and then she's vicious. And she was getting really into the crowd chant, like, dancing Mm -hmm. along and shit. (laughs) She's just having a ton of fun. She's getting 
a little sexual though, which you know is hot. Yeah, that's good. I was just say you complaining. <laughs> no, but I just don't know how long they're going to let her do that and how far they're going to let her go. She's doing this thing where like she's licking her thumb and spreading it all over her face, and now she's like slapping her butt before she does the hip move. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, she wears a thong. Like, cause she has all this stuff on, so you can't really tell what is what, but she has, like, a leopard print thong on. <laughs> huh. I didn't I, catch I that. I was way too busy looking at Emma. Oh, God, that's fair. Yeah. These are both beautiful women, yes. You know what? Actually, Dana Brooke didn't look as bad today, either. Not that no. she's, like, hideous or anything like that, but... And earlier today, I was watching the episode of Breaking Ground from last night, or two nights ago, or whatever. I don't know. I lost track of days or what. And uh, there was a whole big thing where they were doing, like, makeup class, and they all didn't have their makeup on, or at least they had minimal amounts compared to what they normally do or whatever like that. And Dana Brooke looked so much better. So I think this is a lot of the that case where it's, like, the fake tan and the, the overly done makeup and stuff that's kind of given her that, that bad side that we keep ragging on now and again. And sort of a little bit with Emma, too. Like, I don't know about the, the lipstick stuff, but obviously, you know, we, we can praise all the other kind of stuff with Emma. Um, but the match itself, Sean, what did you think about Oscar versus Emma? Uh, this was one of my matches of the night. I I thoroughly enjoyed this match. This was so much better than the other woman's match that was later on the card. But it was it was great opener. Crowd was well into it. I was well into it. My brother was into it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we got a little question in the chat. Uh, why is it Oscar instead of Asuka, or any like the other kind of stuff. Crichton, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Asuka, Asuka. Uh, there actually was a wrestler from the '80s called the Great Asuka. Uh, there was a lot of assumption that that was perhaps where she got her name from, but I I think it's just different pronunciations, you know, like mm. Jesus and Jesus. Well, I've noticed that some people actually kind of say Asuka a little bit, like but it's people who are saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even on on WWE television. Again, it's people saying yeah. it wrong. They say they, people's names wrong all the time. Well, we got Maggle Cole and all the other kind of stuff. Oh, so well, how many Asuka. times did JR botch people's names towards the tail end of his career? Oh, it's because he just didn't give a shit. <laughs> well, that, and I think because he was old. It's just kind of like, Dan Ryan's in the ring, and they're like, that's Sting. And he's like, well, whatever. I'm gonna... <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> uh, takes us into the Tag Team Championship. Totally called it, man. I just did not think that Enzo and Cass were going to win this one. Dash and Dawson retain, and it's disappointing, but at the same time, you got to look forward to the future. In the future, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable are taking those belts. Just kind of hoping that it happens before Dallas, because I don't like Dash and Dawson. They're two jobbers. Actually, I think the last two times the tag team titles have changed it. No, two of the last three times. The tag team titles have changed hands. It wasn't on a takeover event. It was on a regular NXT special. Yeah, um, Lucha Dragons and... And Dash and Dawson. Was it Dash and Dawson or was it... Yeah, it was Dash and Dawson. Yeah. Because the Vaude Villains won them in Brooklyn. Did uh, Blake and Murphy win it at a takeover? I don't remember. Ooh, I don't think they did either. I don't remember them winning it there. I think that they won it on TV No, they did because that was when they did the Alexa Bliss turn and she joined. Yeah, that was out on takeover. Was it like Fatal 4-Way or something? Yeah, that was working way back now. <laughs> or <laughs> Unstoppable, maybe? I, I can't remember I that much. Unstoppable. I can't remember that far back. Jesus Christ, I've slept since then. <laughs> I've slept since then? I hope so. It was months ago. <laughs> <laughs> slept once. Yeah. Jesus, and I thought I was an insomniac. <laughs> uh, 
so what did you guys think about the tag title match? Is it good enough, even though we didn't get a title change? Oh, absolutely. I, I You know, I'm fine with it. I, as much as I like Enzo and Cass and I really wanted them to win, they're already stars. And you've got to make new stars. It was the same thing they did with Blake and Murphy. Everyone was looking at them as like, just like you said, oh, these guys look like a bunch of jobbers. Well, you need to let these guys develop. They looked really dominant tonight, and they won this match relatively clean. There really wasn't that much dirty that they did to get the victory here. So I, I think they did the right thing, absolutely. The crowd, you could tell, had a lot of animosity towards them for not letting them have that moment with Enzo and Cass. Mm. I, I think this was all good. And the match was a relatively good back-and-forth match. And we got some of our best chance of the night through this match. <laughs> Anyone that stand out to you? Uh Maybe the Hey Jude oh, one, yeah, which was the kind hey of weird. Jude one with Big Cass. Uh, this is where they started doing a bunch of Seven Nation Army ones too, which I didn't quite understand. Yeah. Matter of fact, most of the uh, chances that's, I really that's a DOS reference. Is it Seven Nation Army? Because it sounded like it. Yeah, it was Seven Nation Army. Yeah, it's um, it's a DOS chant. It's for um, a DOS player called Michael Van Gogh. So they just changed it to Enzo Amore. Oh, okay. I was just like, I don't get this stuff at all. So anything that we didn't catch, uh, hopefully the UK crowd can kind of fill us in on. I'll translate it for you. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Uh, Kyle was mentioning like, Blake and Murphy won it on an NXT show, and Alexa turned when they defended it against Enzo and Cass. So, yeah, mostly outside of takeovers. So maybe that'll happen again. Hopefully it does. I mean, I, I'm not digging the, the Dash and Dawson crew. I think that they just they seem... I know that they're going, like, old school. That's, like, the, the mentality that they want to do. I'm not buying old school, though. I'm buying indie a little bit. You know what I mean? You know who they remind me of? Is Doug and Donnie Basham. I don't quite see that. But they, you know, indie's kind of in right now, too. So even if you are saying that, indie will catch on. But I, I see old school. I see these guys and I see the brain busters. That's exactly what I see. So I can dig it. I just see a bust. <laughs> I'm not chant, though. Which one are you? Are you Dawson or Dasha? That was pretty cool. I didn't remember hearing that one. What was are it? You Dawson, are you Dasha? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have no idea. I still don't know which one's which, so I'm so glad the UK crowd caught on to that. Uh, Dawson is the bald one, I think. I'm pretty sure he's the bald one with the, the goatee. Because he was the one that was like an old like a cowboy kind of thing, right? And the other guy was just like some dude. Was he a cowboy? He might not have been a cowboy. He might have just been like some hick. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was like a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> like he could, kind of like a Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he had like the flannel kind of shirt on. Uh, like not even a shirt. I think it was a vest. It was, just, it was what was left of a shirt. <laughs> what was left of a shirt and some hat that he picked up on the side of the road. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was a hat that was left behind by Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> The hat was made out of Trevor Murdoch's old clothes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like Enzo and Cass so much more. So, of course, part of me was disappointed that they didn't win the belts. But I am going to be rooting for Jordan and Gable. And I'm hoping that that happens real soon. Because I don't want to see Dash and Dawson holding this until April. I think that even that match, like, happening in Dallas, it's sort of, it's just not good enough, kind of. Um, I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, we don't even know exactly what's happening next week because there was a whole thing going on with Sami Zayn and he didn't perform. So 
I don't know how he's going to be showing up and performing if they didn't tape that or whatever like that. Maybe they actually are taping something now. I don't know for sure. Um, so. Not face buster, though. Fucking fierce, though. The way it finished, that match was... F- Damn, mm. I wouldn't want to take it. Yeah. And there actually was a really cool part in this match uh, that I specifically wrote down when they... When, not when they... When uh, Big Cass launched Enzo to the outside... He got a lot of hype for that one. That was cool. I like that. That's probably my highlight of the whole match, actually. Can we just talk about how terrible Enzo's outfit was tonight? God. Yeah, what the fuck was he wearing? It was like overalls that was made were two pleasant. sizes too big. And he looked made like he was a little kid in them, right? Yeah, that was that was weird. I don't know what his decisions are when it comes to that kind of crap, but. He stands out, at the very least. You could say that, you know? He's like a kid that mother never taught him how to dress when going to school. And let him cut his own hair. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow he got it, like, bleach all over it. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, who cares? He's playing in the bleach. (laughs) Here's some bleach to play with. (laughs) Do whatever you want with it, just don't drink it. (laughs) Oh, poor Enzo. We're looking guy. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews was the third match of the night. Again, Woo! called this one. Baron Ooh. Corbin gets to win here. Got to be happy about that, right, Sean? Oh, I am over the fucking moon, mate. I honestly thought Apollo Crews was going to win this, but I was so glad Baron Corbin won it. Told you when to watch. He's going to be the one who watch next year. He's going to win the Rumble. Woo, Baron Corbin! <laughs> How weird would this be if... What? 40 days from now, 30 to something days from now, or whatever like that, whenever the Royal Rumble happens, if we look back on this and go, God damn it, Sean was right. <laughs> Some random right Baron Corbin push that wins the Royal Rumble. Sooner or later it was going to happen, Sean was going to be right. About him winning the Royal Rumble? <laughs> I don't just, think so. Just about Baron Corbin doing anything. Uh, Baron Corbin does get probably his best win of the year, I would say. Apollo Crews is somebody who's been built up quite a bit so far, and that's in a short amount of time. But Corbin looks like he's going to be the top contender now, and that's kind of cool. And he won a lot of people over tonight with the chants that he was doing mid-match, which were hilarious. This is my house. You can go back home. Go back home. You should have stayed in the States. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have come to the States. You should have stayed in Ring of Honor. The, the, uh, the best line was, I mean, he should have stayed at home in his basement with his mama. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, dude. Yeah, mama's boy Corbin. Baron Corbin. See? Exactly. They're just going along with the gimmick. And, they, you know, everybody needs to get that remix of their theme song. Shawn Michaels had Sensational Ser- uh, Sherry do it. Then he changed to his. Um, Rocks had a whole bunch of different versions of it. Undertaker's keeps tweaking it over the years. Baron Corbin's next version is just going to be his mom, and it's just going to be bad. Although it is worth noting that he did say that Apollo Crews should have stayed in Ring of Honor. He's never been in Ring of Honor. He was in Dragon Gate. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Same thing. He's just pulling a Jim Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in the match, though. I mean, I liked it, but it was sort of a, I don't know, like a dip down from um, what we had seen with the first two matches. I didn't think it was on par with those. Got a little bit... Tired of it at one point. Not tired of it, like I wanted it to end and it was terrible or anything like that, but it sort of, it lost a little bit of its momentum about partially uh, through it and 
I don't know if that's just kind of like... I, I know I'm style. tired, so it might just be me. But did you guys kind of feel the same way? Not on par? No, I, I think it's just a different style. Maybe the style just doesn't work for you, the, the bigger man style. Uh, it's not what you actually expect from Apollo Crews at this point, who a lot of what he's been doing has been working on his acrobatic skills. This one, he instead was just going for more of a typical big man thing. He was playing the weaker big man, and he had to play the comeback, but Baron Corbin was able to quell him in the end with his bigger power, and I, I don't know. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. I, I wasn't expecting flips or anything too nuts from this. I thought they went out there and did exactly what I expected them to do. Agree or disagree, uh, Sean? Oh, I, I agree 100% with Ben. Um, it was a slow, methodical play um, pace. It played to Baron Corbin's strengths. Granted, the crowd was on his back. I thought thought you played that well. I just thought Baron Corbin. Fucking Baron, hell. Baron Corbin's going to be a star. Um, I've been trying to resist it for a while, but Baron Corbin is going to be a star. When Apollo Crews counted that the first end of days, I thought, oh shit, here we go. This is where he loses. But no. Baron Corbin kicked out of the standing senton. Cruz needs a better finisher. Can we all agree about that? Oh, lots of people need better finishes than down in NXT. Like, it's a I cool think... move. It's a good setup move for, like, something ahead of time. You know, just a regular signature move. But I'm not buying that as a finisher. I think it's a fine to have as an arsenal as one of his many finishers. But I think he needs more. He used like that power Asuka bomb. Asuka right? came in and she did the, the Asuka lock, which is a terrible name for it. But now she's starting to get over this roundhouse kick. So to just you know, give him something else, and he can always bust that out in situations where he needs it. And he's got that sweet-ass powerbomb, so he just needs to work on that more. Wigmeister says, I do love the fact that the end of days has remained a dominant finisher. Has anybody kicked out of it yet? I don't remember anybody kicking out of it, but I think if anybody did, it probably was Samoa Joe. They did wrestle each other. I think, I think Samoa Joe didn't kick out of it. I can't remember. I, I do think Finn Balor did, though. Hmm. Off the top of my my brain, I can't think of anything, but not many at the very least. I mean, he's been beating people with that move in thirty seconds and stuff, so that's that's looking pretty fin uh pretty dominant of a finisher. So that's, that's kind of cool. At least the count hit length of his matches. Yeah, they should still do that. Well, uh, get a little tired at this point. Fuck it, this, this crowd's got energy. Do it. <laughs> wasn't this the match where the crowd started chanting ten? When um, the referee started to count one, the ten count, and they started chanting the whole perfect ten chant. I think it was when um, Apollo was on the outside. That's so cool. Ty Dillinger, Ty Dillinger boy. <laughs> perfect my, ten. My one to watch next year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love Ty Dillinger. He's great. Yeah, he's uh, a lot better than Gavin Spears. Well... <laughs> Uh, let's see, we see Crichton says they did the 10-10-10 chant on Finn 2. So that was just one of those recurring things, I guess. See, it's over. It's over. Push him. Push him to the moon. Mm-hmm. Want to watch. Baron Corbin versus Ty Dellinger, WrestleMania 32. What's <laughs> happening, Sean? Fingers crossed. Second to last match of the night was the women's championship. Nia Jax ended up losing to Bailey, And I was disappointed. I didn't this really like this just, match. Yeah, this was the low point of the night. Mm. Now, I'm curious to see if you have the same complaint that I do about this. That it sucked? Well, <laughs> other than yeah. that. <laughs> Too much of Bailey holding on to Nia Jax. Uh, I didn't particularly catch up on that. 
I did. I thought. I think it's because Nia Jax doesn't know how to take a bump. She's way too green. That's one thing. And it's hard to book around this kind of match because, like, Bailey can't get any moves in there with, like, any kind of, like, a power game without making Nia Jax look weak. Because I'm not going to buy into her, I don't know, like, trying to give, like, a clothesline to somebody five times her size and it working. Mm. So it really was just Nia Jax holding on to Bailey, throwing her around. And then every once in a while, Bailey gets a drop kick or whatever, and then grabs onto her. And I think there was at least three times in the match where she picked Bailey up, and Bailey had her in like that uh, kind of like kind of like a headlock. I don't know what you actually like would call it's that. Called move. a guillotine. That's the guillotine. Mm-hmm, the guillotine hold. So that was just kind of like the second time of seeing that. I'm like, all right, well, we just did this thing already. And then they did it a third time or whatever. And I'm like, Crap, this is just going to be the end of the match. And then she taps out. All right. So Bailey can make somebody that much bigger than her submit. I don't buy it. And it's just too much of a suspension of disbelief. Bailey should have gotten her ass whooped. Mm-hmm. And in a much more fun way too. It, I think that this is just way too early to, to put Nia Jax in this kind of thing. And it's going to hurt her. Like, where does she go from here, you know? Did they even have Eva Marie out there? Nope. They, they planted that whole seed. They could have taken advantage of that, and instead they did this. Eva Marie's in Dubai. Yeah, she didn't need to be, though. She no, should have been didn't. here to, I don't know, do something. Do some outside interference or some shit. Yeah. Because Nia Jax is related to The Rock. That's why she was in this match. It's fucking bullshit, I tell ya. Bullshit! Why? But why didn't do it if you're not going to have her win it? I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe, maybe this is just their mentality of like, well, we'll put Bailey over really strong. We'll have her beat somebody that big, and then like over the next couple months, she'll be feuding with like Eva Marie and and Nia Jax, and then maybe she drops it at Dallas. I don't know who she would drop it to. Maybe maybe they're losing faith in uh, Nia Jax. Oh, fingers crossed. If they're losing faith this quick, they shouldn't have brought her up. Brought her up. <laughs> She's on NXT. Yeah. This is where they had the low people. Bring her oh, up well, there. they've got they've got different tiers lower than this. Yeah, but this is the type of person you really got to test in a live audience. Yeah, but they could have had her with, like, the house shows, you know? No, I mean with TV and everything. Because you uh, want to see, see how I... she looks on TV. <laughs> Bigger. Everybody knows that the camera adds a couple pounds. Listen, I mean, this is where you experiment with stuff, and that's fine. They could have her on there, have her do quick squash matches on the weekly show, even on the pay-per-views. You could have threw her out there with Peyton Royce or something and had her just destroy her, and the crowd would have probably loved it. You put her actually would have gotten her more over than doing this. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think that the best part of this was probably the crowd again. And thank you to the people that called out the confusion that I had there when they were singing. I didn't know what the hell the joke was, and I'm just sitting there going, why are they just singing? They're just gonna sing songs now? Didn't catch that they were changing uh, Baby Hey Baby to, to Hey Bailey. Nice chant. Nice chant. This crowd's doing really good stuff with Bailey chants. The NXT crowd, I mean, not just like this specific crowd. But they got the, hey, we want some Bailey thing that they got going on. Now they got this song, which is probably going to catch on. They're probably going to be doing that from now on, too. I don't think many crowds are going to be able to coordinate that as well as they did. They did a damn good job. Yeah. I couldn't. I was shocked. Like, most crowds can't even handle doing the 10 count with the referee on time. Mm. 
and they're freaking singing whole 10 bar songs and stuff. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this is something that happens a lot in darts, Sean. Oh, all, all the time. All of, all the fucking time. Darts are on point with a chance. This was an, this was an on point cut, on point crowd. I like, I liked it. I liked it. I hope to see more of it. I'm guessing you didn't go to that show in Wales. Uh, I didn't know because um, I forgot about it. And I was fell asleep. I kind of missed the deadline day, uh, deadline point for tickets. So, so I might go next year if it's, if if they come back. Hopefully they'll come back. Wigmeister made up a good point in the chat here. He's saying the problem with Nine Jax is because of her size, she can't really go through the early Jabba run on TV that other divas have done. This is true. Yeah, and partially because in the women's division, you don't have as much of like a flexibility for your competitors and stuff. Like you bring like a Ryback, they're always adding more people to the roster and taking local people and. You know, they got, like, the Curtis Axles and stuff that they could just, you know, run through them. But when you have five Divas on the roster, you can't just have her beat the crap out of Peyton Royce every week or Billy Kay or whatever. And they brought a couple people in. I mean, that girl, Evie. Actually, I think they do a good job bringing in people from outside, especially for the women. We're seeing people pop in from promotions from Australia. You know, Mm -hmm. a few people that came out of New Jersey. They brought some girls from Canada. Well, lately they've been doing good with that, but then those are those jobbers like that again, like the the level situation, not the, the never level one, but the jobber level. If you bring in somebody like when they brought in that Evie chick, it was like, all right, well she's clearly losing. So once you go through a couple of them, then it doesn't matter anymore, and you have to start beating the lower people that are actually like on the roster, and they don't have them. You know what that's, I mean? That's not true at all. You could do it for months, having someone just tear apart people. As long as they keep doing cool moves that people are getting into, they'll always love seeing that. Which we don't see from Nia Jax. No, but she has to learn them. Mm-hmm. And this is her chance to test it out and get it. Hey, remember, when Baron Corbin first started coming in and beating people in 20 seconds, he was utter dog shit, but they were still pushing him to the moon. Mm-hmm. And he evolved, and he's gotten better. Not that Not he had a good match tonight, but he's, he's certainly improved. Same with Dana Brooke. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully we can see that from Nia Jax as well. I mean, she's got it in her blood, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with the reason why she's giving such a, a big opportunity. It's too soon to count her out, but this was a dumb decision to have put her in this match and to have it booked this way. Now, exactly. That's the situation. It's She does need to have more time that she needs to work on stuff like that, and right now her performance in this match shouldn't be a pink slip or anything like that. But there's no reason to justify putting her in this title match this quick. I don't I don't see what the pos- the positive was for this scenario. Well, I don't think she's going to be sticking around because I forget if it was before or after the match, but she had a little backstage stare down with Asuka. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a fun match. That was after the match. Or no, actually, no, that was before it. So you don't that, remember either. When, <laughs> yeah. No, that was before because she was saying that she was going to go uh, beat the crap out of Bailey and then she'd be the champion and then she'd run through anybody else that gets in her way. So now Oscar's just kind of like, huh, Bailey beat you. <laughs> Royce is the girl who wrestles in green, right? Yeah, she's got the flower. Yeah, that's like her fair. gimmick now that she has a flower and likes to smell it. She's sexy. Thumbs up. Second favorite diva. Really? Down at NXT, yeah, she's she's well sexy. Who's number one? Oh, Bailey, obviously. <laughs> oh, obviously, obviously. I don't know actually. Can we be Bailey or um. Dana. Dana, really? Yeah. Hmm. Like Carmella's winning me over. Uh, I've gone off Carmella. 
uh, insert joke. Uh, NXT Championship was our main event of the night. Finn Balor defended against Samoa Joe, and he was successful in defending against Samoa Joe. They had a pretty decent match. I like this. Uh, no real complaints. Actually, one of my favorite parts about it was before the match, though, and that's the new look that Finn Balor had going on with the demon thing. He had kind of like a Jack the Ripper kind of get up. Digging it. Yeah. This prick needs a new finisher, though. I no. fucking hate the coup de gras. I fucking hate it. I can't stand it. I, d- I, I don't know it. what type of finisher he needs, but he needs a new one. It's working for him. I don't have anything against it. Give Apollo Crews a new finisher before you start working on Finn. Yeah, Finn, Finn's got what he's got. I think he'll develop a more of a moveset as he goes on. But what he's got now is working for him. As far as his getup, that was fantastic. I like how they're freshing that up and making it more themed where they are. Like when they were in Japan, he had like the dragon and the hiragana on him. Mm-hmm. And this one, he had Big Ben, and even the character on the back of him was like a Jack the Ripper style. It was all fantastic. You think he's going to go all cowboy mode with the house? Ooh. The cowboy demon. Scott no, knows. <laughs> but maybe he'll do like a chupacabra. <laughs> he's just going to put on Trevor Murdoch's gear. Uh, actually, I missed something in the chat here. Do you think that uh, Nia Jax needs to beat Asuka to redeem herself. No, she needs to get better in the ring overall. I think if she beats Asuka, but she does it in a piss-poor way, nobody's going to care. That's just going to make Asuka look bad. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? Mm-hmm. John? Yes. Yep. Back to the NXT Championship here. Uh, we had a couple good spots here and there. Kind of looked like Samoa Joe could possibly win it. So was there any point that you guys were worried that the title was going to change? Nope. No, I wasn't worried because I wanted the title to change. You were rooting for Joe? I was, I, yeah, I, I love some of Joe. I think he's great. Hmm. No, I didn't really think Joe had a chance at all throughout this match. I tell you what, after Bailey won in such like a definitive type of fashion, I was starting to think that Joe would end up winning. I figured that there would be some kind of title change. And since we didn't get it for the tag title, we didn't get it for the women, so I was just kind of like, you know what? Maybe they're just going to pull the trigger on Joe. So they got me. You know, awesome. It's always good when you're shocked in a, a positive way. And I'm also shocked about another thing. It's the end of this match, it looks like Finn Balor might be injured. Think so? He was kind of motioning that he was, like, a little bit loopy and doing that kind of, like, something wrong with my head sort of thing going on. And I'm not seeing anything right now online that says whether or not he is, so hopefully we don't get any kind of a report that he's been injured, but... He definitely could have been knocked a little uh, sideways. Yeah, he could have just been selling. Yeah, that's true. He could just be completely making it up. But are you uh, thinking that something's going to go down with that, Sean? Do you think that there might be an injury? Uh, I just think he's just selling it, so they're setting it up for Joe versus Finn Part 2. Because I really want to watch this match again. <laughs> and this time, Joe wins. LOL. So you want this match to happen again for Joe to win the title and for Baron Corbin to be pushed to the top? Do you want, like, heel versus heel if that were the case? Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love to see Joe and Baron Corbin again. That was a good match. And then Baron Corbin beats Joe. And then Corbin wins the Royal Rumble with the NXT belt. And then he wins both. Uh, and then he holds both the NXT title 
and the WWE title at the same time when he beats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Happy days. He wins it with the belt. Like, he hits somebody with the belt. <laughs> Uh, as far as the NXT Championship's direction, Peyton, where do you want to see this go? Do you want to see a rematch between these two, or should Finn Balor move on to somebody else? And if so, who do you want to see him fight next? No, what NXT tends to do, and I like, is that if you lose, you go to the back of the line. So, Smojo, he lost definitively, back to the end of the line. Who's next in line? I, I think the obvious person is Baron Corbin. Woo! Baron Corbin! That's why he got the win tonight. I think that's why they're setting him up. I think it's, do you think that's going to happen for leading up to Dallas or no. at Dallas? No, no, no. I think that's going to be during one of those uh, halfway point specials that they do on the regular weekly show. Beginning of February, something like that. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. And I'm actually starting to think right now that we're going to get a fatal four-way at Dallas. Could be. And I don't know, Sami Zayn, he's somebody that could get in the mix here too. Mm-hmm. He, you know, He's going to be making his return. And, of course, they're not going to keep him out of the limelight. So we could get Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor. We could get Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. I mean, there's there's a couple different ways for them to go, so I'm kind of curious and interested. But let's backtrack here and just talk overall thoughts. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What did you guys think of the pay-per-view? And uh, was there anything that stood out to you as, like, your highlight or anything? Peyton? Definitely two thumbs up. Tremendous show. Uh, top point? I'm going to go with the Asuka, Dana, uh, Dana Brooke, Emma match. I think these two women brought it far more than the title match did. It's almost a shame that this didn't have the title on it because it actually was the better feud too. They've yeah. actually been building this up for a couple months. Uh, Asuka looks like she's going to go against Nia Jax next. So I, I don't know what's going to be in store for Bailey. There, there's really a lot of questions over what the future is for all of NXT after this. I, I wonder if they're going to start setting uh, like a road to that WrestleMania season, kind of like WWE does. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, low point will definitely be the other women's match. Yeah, I think we're going to actually go with the same kind of things as you had there. I think Asuka versus Emma is my high point and my low points to women's title match. and Same basic reasons. Sean, do you uh, agree or disagree? What's your high point low point? Uh, my high point obviously is that Baron Corbin beating Apollo Crews because I honestly thought Baron Corbin was going to lose that match. Don't know why. Should have more faith in my guy. Uh, low point, definitely that the NXT Women's Championship match. Fuck me. What a slow, terrible match that was. And I don't know what's going to be in store for Bailey, which is weird. Unless they're going to bring up, I don't know, Emma even more, push Emma to the moon. Because she balls. Yeah, I'm not uh, thinking I, would I would say it's below Brooklyn, though. This one. But it was still a fun show. Probably. Yeah, I don't even know if I would put this in the top three. Yeah. It, it doesn't rank anywhere near as much as Brooklyn to me. I do think that it was a better show overall than TLC, though. Oh. Leaps and oh, bounds. Oh, doubt. Mm-hmm. Just the Oscar match alone was better than pretty much everything that we saw at TLC. All the positives combined. So credit again to NXT, man. Awesome job. So uh, the only thing that we have left to do for this is just talk about some plugs, promote some things that we got going on that you, we uh, want you guys to check out. So, Sean, you got anything uh, popping up soon? If you follow the Premier League like myself, then check out my podcast, which is Premier Pals over on YouTube, or 
if you can't be fucked to go over to YouTube, I post a video on the Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Premier Pals. Or keep up to date with all the news, which is on the Twitter, which is twitter.com forward slash Premier Pals. And this week, we'll be doing a Q&A. So send us your questions. Payton? Well, I just want to thank everyone out there who participated with us for this experimental broadcast using Mixler. Please continue giving us feedback. A special thanks to those people who gave us feedback. I know Crichton helped out a lot. This is our first time broadcasting on this service, and I uh, really want to know how it went for you guys, if you like it, if you like the chat room. or the. I know the sound quality has got to be significantly better on here than Blog Talk Radio, so if you dug it, please let me know, because this may be a potential alternative for all future Mega Powers Radio broadcasts. And to hear those... Check out megapowersradio.com to see all the things we got, like the Raw post show every week after Raw, the Daceman show, which is actually tonight, uh, all talk show randomly, pay-per-view post shows. We bring you all types of cool stuff. Alrighty, guys. Uh, keep checking smartoutmoment.com for everything else coming your way. We got another episode of Smack Talk coming on a couple days from now, and that's going to be the mailbag, <laughs> so send in your questions for that. Make sure that you bookmark all of us all over social media, you know, the Facebook, uh, Twitter accounts. They're both at Smarkout Moment. Follow the things that are outside of Smarkout Moment as well. Fanboysanonymous.com, all talk show, and the different articles that are happening all over the place. So if you give that all, just a thumbs up or whatever the case may be on all those different platforms. Greatly appreciate that. And, uh... Keep paying attention to the 2015 Smart Out Moment Awards as well. The next couple of weeks are going to be winding down, and then we're going to say what's the best and the worst that's happened in WWE and Smack Talk for the year. Get those votes in while you can. But that's it for the NXT TakeOver London Post Show. Thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Bye.